You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I'm ready to take a trip. You're ready to take that trip, that journey into mystery? Because we're talking about Captain Marvel. That's right. 2019's Captain Marvel starring Brie Larson. Yeah. I, I like how you, it, the, the cadence there was like you had to stop and think about who that was. I did have to think about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know exactly that it's Brie Larson, but I had to remember her name. Like I had to go through the Rolodex of names. Hold on. To be like, it's Brie Larson. <laughs> Yahtzee, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's right. Brie Larson uh, starring as Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, Vares, uh, as she came to known in the beginning of the movie, of the Star Force, of the Kree Star Force. Um, this was... Um, it, the movie takes place in the 90s. Like 95 and- at the latest. I th- well, I think it is 95 because they say six years ago is when her plane crashed, and that was 1989. So okay, definitely 95. Would, that 1995, would yeah. So the only other movie to take place in the past. Well, I guess it's not true. I was going to say the only other movie to take place in the past would have been uh, Captain America First Avenger. But mm-hmm. Doctor Strange takes place in the past. Like it doesn't go back oh, that far, true. but it does take place in the past. Because that's like right around. It starts right around Iron Man 2. I, I believe so. If the dude spinning in half is to believe, be believed that that's the spinal surgery thing that he's called about at the beginning yeah, when he's driving. Exactly. If that's, if that's what it's supposed to be. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's for sure or not, but yeah. Um, we'll headcanon it. Do you, do you think that the fact that the movie is set in the 90s is important? I think so, because it adds weight when when we'll get there in Endgame next week. Um, <laughs> like it adds weight to the question that uh, Black Widow asks in Endgame of like, all right, cool. If we had this pager, where have you been? Right, and it sets her up as if well, if she's been around since ninety five. Like, where has she been? Like. I think that's I think that's the importance to it. I don't think there's much more than that, except to give us uh, actually having a personality, Nick Fury. This is true. Uh, of uh, 1995, Nick Fury is different than the version that we have in the current MCU timeline, right? Like this, Nick Fury is kind of disenfranchised. He doesn't know where he's going in his life. He doesn't know what it is that he's supposed to be doing. He's only an agent of Shield. He is not the director of Shield. Uh, he he has had his long military career at this point, but like he doesn't know. Like he talked when he's when he's talking to Carol at one point. He's like, I didn't know. I'm sitting here at a desk just trying to figure out where the next threat to us is going to come. Never thought to think that it's going to come from outer space. And like, 
I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I I loved that about his character that mm-hmm. he's not like like pessimistic, nihilistic Nick Fury yet. He still has like some hope, and there's some like twinkle in his eyes about it. <laughs> like I don't know those um, all of the interactions that he has with Goose, like the cat. I don't think that we would have gotten that out of current Nick Fury. He would have just been no. like, what is that? An alien cat? Get that out of here. Somebody <laughs> somebody deal with this. So yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Which speaking of, we are getting a Nick Fury MCU Disney Plus show. Ooh. Did you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Disney Plus announced a couple weeks ago that Nick Fury uh, with Sam Jackson as the character is going to be getting its own series, just like She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, all those guys. So uh, I'm okay with this. This is something to look forward to. I hope that there's a crossover with Nick Fury and Moon Knight where Moon Knight says something dumb about needing drugs or money and Nick Fury can just go, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, why not? Like I want, I want at one point Nick Fury to try and recruit new night Moon Knight. Sorry. Uh, I think that would be the scene. And yes, you're right. Just the drugs and the money. And I need to be able to fight Dracula. Do you know Dracula? No, I don't know Dracula. Tell me he's a punk bitch next time you see him. I, I don't know Dracula. I'm out. <laughs> that's that's that interaction. I mean, I still, I still think Moon Knight might introduce us to Blade, or maybe the other way around, because we know that we're supposed to be getting a Blade something. I don't, I don't think they ever announced if it was going to be a movie or a show. Uh, at that San Diego Comic-Con all those years ago now. Um, you know, like 20 years ago, because we've been in lockdown forever. It's been 40 years since <laughs> I last saw the outside. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nick Fury TV show, I can see it being a, a, a lot like this. Like, I'm, I wonder if you'll see, like, the past adventures of Nick Fury. The only th- problem I have is that this movie showed that Disney has all the money to make Sam Jackson look 30 years younger or 25 years younger, but he's still not actually 25 years younger and he doesn't move like a younger man. Like he looks (laughs) younger, but like his actions, that was a little, he's, he's still an old guy. He's still an, an older gentleman. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And it was it was very prevalent. It's just like in that I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch uh, the Irishman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did the same thing to Robert De Niro. But then there's the seed where young De Niro is like beating up that shop owner, and he's just trying to stomp on him. But like he's moving like an old Robert De Niro, and it's like Oof, <laughs> that is that's hard to watch. Old guys don't stomp like they used to. That's yeah, true. It's true. Um, wow. what were your thoughts going into Captain Marvel? Like I haven't seen this since Endgame because I re- I watched it when it came out and then I rewatched it right before Endgame so that I had it all in order. Um, I missed it in theaters and this is actually the first time that I've seen Captain. Oh, Marvel. okay. Um, so I mean, like this series was worth something, right? It got me to watch a movie I hadn't seen yet. 
There you go. <laughs> Going in, I had my reservations because like Captain Marvel in Endgame is nothing more than just a couple cameos, in my mm. opinion. So it's kind like, of a Deus ex machina. Like she comes in, she saves Tony Stark, right? She comes yeah. in, she saves she saves Peter Parker. Like it it she just kind of comes in and saves the day over and over. Yeah, and I don't know much about the character like from the source but i didn't have really any opinion one way or another going in i know that people either loved this movie or hated this movie um i mean i'll give this movie like a solid b minus okay it was fun would i watch it again and again probably not do i think it's important moving forward not really <laughs> I mean, it gives us the scroll. Yes. Which is important in Spider-Man Far From Home. Which, I mean, it's probably going to end up being important later down the line as well. Um, The end credits. Spoiler alert. This whole thing is a spoiler alert. Get out of here, Ian. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, you you definitely should have watched this by now. Yeah. um, In the post-credits for... Far from home, we find out that Sam Jackson is in space, that Nick Fury is in space, and that relationship is like clarified through Captain Marvel because, like, he was cool with what's his name, Talon, the Tal- the Talos, yeah, the 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 the, the uh, scroll, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's cool with them, so like that makes sense that he has like an in with them and it's not just like I'm Nick Fury. You know what I mean? Um, but overall, like it was, an, it was an okay movie. I didn't really have much expectations going in cause she doesn't do much in Endgame, but overall, like it was fun. <laughs> so was there a reason that you didn't watch Captain Marvel in the theaters? Uh, I think it was when I was moving. Okay. So you just, like, I think it, I just legitimately just missed it. Yeah. And then once it was out of theaters, it was off my radar. And yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, think about it. When Marvel movies, the MCU were in full force was 2019 because 2019, we had Captain Marvel to, in February. You had Endgame at the end of April. And then you had uh, uh, Spider-Man in July. So at the beginning of July, like that was boom, 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 like right one right after the other. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that you didn't, you just ha- did not happen to catch it. And then when you watched far from home and you got to the part where the big reveal spoilers for far from home, if you hadn't watched that yet, the big reveal that Nick Fury is actually Talon or Talos, uh, the scroll, like what did you think since you didn't seen Captain Marvel? We get that reveal. It means more now. Yeah. Like, obviously, it means more now. The first time, I was just like, oh, he's a scroll. Okay. <laughs> what? Like, Not only that, that, it's kind of a big reveal because if you hadn't watched Captain Marvel and you'd only read uh, Marvel comic books, scrolls are bad. They're bad yeah, guys. Like, but this world has set them up as not bad guys. Yeah, it's the Kree that are bad guys. Yes. Well, the Krees were always bad guys in the, the comic books, too. Like, the scroll, the, the Kree scroll war is just, like, two bad guys fighting each other and us Fair. suffering. <laughs> Fair. 
Um, yeah, like when it happened, I was like, oh, so he's a scroll. Okay. So, like, secret invasion? <laughs> like, is, is that our next move here? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just a little like, <laughs> like, this is how you're going to do it? <laughs> you're going to kill Nick Fury and, like, then we're going to do secret invasion? Like, nah. Um, and then I was just kind of sad about it because the introduction of the scroll lessens consequences. Okay. Like making the scroll like, like a neutral entity. If we can just replace people with scroll, then that means less consequences for heroes. Like they could kill somebody and be like, ah, it was a scroll the whole time. Ha <laughs> ha. They're still alive. And <laughs> that would make me sad. Yeah, no, it, it it does, and there are definitely going to be times when they, um, you know, probably put that in where, oh, this person didn't actually die. It was always a scroll. Like, you hear people talking about, oh, well, we can do that with Black Widow now. Like, it could have been a, a scroll that got thrown off of the thing. It's like, no, that wouldn't work. Plus, we saw her when she died. Like, scrolls scrolls when they when they die, so it couldn't have been a scroll. Um I just I I honestly think that it's it's going to be a big part of what's coming next and I don't know if we're going to do secret invasion I don't know if we're going to do Kree scroll war but scrolls are going to play a big part in whatever comes in the next phase I believe. Well if we're getting Jane Foster Thor then it, I think we're headed in the secret wars direction or secret invasion direction. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And if that's the case, then Captain Marvel, then this movie sets up a lot for that because we, this is where the scroll, the, the scroll came from in the MCU. So right. it's important. Right. Um, but I think that's the only like connotation. I think you can watch the MCU. I wouldn't put this in my, in my main line. Like, like if I had to give somebody like a watch these four movies to understand the MCU, I wouldn't put this one in there. No. I, yeah, you definitely don't need to. Um, it's interesting because it shows the how the the Infinity Stones can manipulate a person or change a person. Uh, like mm-hmm. we saw, we we see with her because essentially that's what happened. Like uh, the which one is it? Is it the space? Is it the space stone? It's the it's which, back, which I believe is the space stone. Yeah, it's the space stone. The space stone is what powers the engine that uh, help, allows her to, you know, to for the machine, the pl- plane to go, and then she blows up the engine, and the engine, she absorbs all the energy. So the Space Stone does that to her. Just like the Scepter creates the miracles, which are Wanda and Piet- Peter, and then um, the Mind Stone, which is the Scepter, creates Vision. Uh, vision yeah. Like, like these are all beings that are empowered by infinity stones. And I like that. I think it's really clever. Um the 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 twist in the movie was a good twist. Like I thought it was at least mildly clever. Even though like on the setup as soon as uh Jude Law starts talking to Ronan, I'm like, "Oh. Okay, I see where this is going." <laughs> but like it's still fun to get there you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i was watching the movie with my wife i was watching with ricky and 
she was like, oh, so they're calling her her Vers or Vers. So like Carol Danvers, right? Like they just, something happened and they just took the last like four letters of her name. And I was like, I don't know. And then they get to that point where they put like the, the two pieces of the dog tag together and that's her name. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you were, you nailed it the first five minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I wouldn't, I would have to say that I did not catch that. Like when they kept calling her Vares the whole time, I was like, I did not put together Danvers. Like, that, I mean, I knew her name was Carol Danvers, but I just never put together. That's the reason why they were calling her Vares. Um, oh, what was I going to say? There was a part. Though one of the things I have to say is I love, love the Captain Marvel storyline. Like in the comic books, I love Marvel. I think he's a great character. I think the 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 future iterations of the character that that that, that he spawns are are amazing but i'll have to say i also have to say that i love what they did with the character in this you know having a net play the character switching out the the uh, sex and and him being her being a scientist that trades sides because she realizes that the kree are not on the right side of history they're not the uh, they're not doing the right thing by killing off all these scrolls that are just refugees. And yes, the same thing kind of happens with, with Captain Marvel in comic books. He just, he realizes that, you know, what the Kree are doing are not good. And he decides to fight for the side of, of humans, not so much for the side of scrolls, but I just loved what they did with her, like as the character. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I like what they did with the Supreme intelligence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, the supreme intelligence is whoever you admire the most in your life. Right. And it's like, oh, that's really cool the way they did that, where like Marvel is like Carol Danvers' supreme intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, I, it was just a fun touch. I liked it a lot. I feel like I don't have many like educated points to make on this because the movie was just kind of like, oh, that was a movie. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoyed this movie so much, though. Like, I mean, it's definitely not at the top. It's it's in it's my middle area. But like I said, I love all of these movies. It's not until you get to the bottom that I just can't stand watching them again. <laughs> it's like it, but I I I just enjoyed this movie so much. I don't remember. I don't know why it was that I enjoyed this one so much more than I enjoyed Wonder Woman over the DC. But the storylines are a lot of the same. If if they're, you remember it, they're really similar, but I feel like this one has personality where Wonder Woman kind of didn't. We had a couple characters that did, but in this, everybody has something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think you're absolutely right with that. And like, I just think that the way that Brie Larson plays the character had more of an impact for me than the way Gal Gadot does Wonder Woman. Not that she did a terrible job and not that she's doing a terrible job. She's obviously a great Wonder Woman. I just mm-hmm. felt more from Brie Larson. That makes sense. Like I don't I I enjoyed it. Like I, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't I like overly love the movie. It was a I said it it's a solid B minus. Uh, like, like the cast did a good job. You know, I think the only reason I give it a B minus is because I don't really have any sort of attachment to the character. That's fair. I, I can I can definitely see that. That's fair. 
let's talk about the fact that um, none of your main bad guys are killed. You got the Supreme Intelligence is still around. You got Jan Varg is still around. Jan Rog, sorry. Jan Rog, is that Jude Law? Jude Law, yeah. All right, because I want Jude Law to come back. And I, I definitely see him coming back in the next one. Like, obviously, he's going to be years away. Like, I see, that's what I guess is, is interesting. What, what do you do in Captain Marvel Part 2? Like, is it going to be set in the past again? Like, is it going to be her helping the, the scrolls find a home? Or is it back to the present now, how, the same way like Winter Soldier was? And, but you're still, she's still having to deal with the Kree. I think if we're doing a second one that she needs to, that it needs to look to the present, if not maybe a little bit into the future and dealing with the fallout, like maybe to come save earth, to help save earth. She had to leave a tenuous situation some on some other planet because her allegiance to her home was called in. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now she's dealing with the fallout of like, she could have saved other people, but she saved earth instead. Do you think that it's going... Because the end of the movie has um, Ronan talking about, we'll come back for the for the, for the the weapon. And he's like, the, cure, the core? And he's like, no, the woman. And we know that Ronan gets killed in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. So either she has to run into him in the past before guardians of the galaxy happens or something else happens with Ronan that we don't quite understand yet. I mean, so I'm a little confused to like the, the timeline of Ronan here. (laughs) Is it like, cause he's, they said accusers, Right, so there are a bunch of other accusers at that point in 1995. So, so he's Ronan an accuser, and then by the time we see him again, he's the accuser, meaning he's like the last one? I believe so. Or he's just risen to being the most ruthless badass of them, so now he's the? Like, I think both of those is true. <laughs> okay. Then, it, okay, then walking back my previous, what I like what I just said, next movie is her fighting Ronan. And taking so, on all of the accusers. Is that what you think? It's set in the past? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think too crazy in the past. Like maybe maybe like ten years tops. So right before uh Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Okay. Like, so he he would have had to been defeated by Ka- by Carol and then go and fight the Guardians of the Galaxy and then die. Yeah, that's and that's why he's all butthurt in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, I just need to win, damn it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that may by, that might be why he's looking for the orb so much. Like, other than the fact that that Thanos has him looking for the orb, like he's he's looking for it because he needs something to fight Carol Danvers, Captain need, Marvel. Yeah, looking for the orb because he needs the power. Um, Captain Marvel could have destroyed his army. That, mm-hmm may or may not have been on loan from Thanos and now he's in debt. True. True. So Thanos is like, cool, so find me the orb and we're square. <laughs> and like now he's like, orb or nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. If 
he's going to come back around in her storyline, then obviously it has to be before Guardians of the Galaxy, and it has to be in a big enough way to mean something. Right. It can't just be like, he was harassing a planet, and she comes through and is like, hey, stop. And he's like, no. So she punches him, and then he's like, okay, bye. Like, that, that can't be the story. <laughs> I definitely think this is going to be something, and I think, I almost feel like they might pull some, like, Cree science that's going to be regenerate him or cloned him or something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I just don't feel like they're going to go back into the past again with her character. But yet, you still left that unresolved. Do you think we could get Captain Marvel and Adam Warlock in the same movie? I, I don't see why not. There's no reason why they wouldn't do it. I just don't think that they would have him cross over that way. Like going away from the Ronin thing. If we make Adam Warlock like the bad guy of the next Captain Marvel movie, that'd be pretty insane. Because uh, you'd bring you could bring back like the Supreme Intelligence and Yon Rog in the third Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, like bringing them back back to back is a little like okay. So the Kree still don't like her, and is this the only person that she knows? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But I know it's a stretch for the cap uh, for the Adam Warlock thing, but that would be cool where he's exactly. just like where she's like, What were you born yesterday? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> how do you not know that how do you not know that's okay? I was like born that. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I she has to by the time you get to this next movie though she has to be depowered right like that it feels like that's the only way that you can go with her character after we see what she does in Endgame and I know we're skipping ahead I mean you see it in this one she goes right through a ship but mm-hmm. she does it's almost the same thing in Endgame you have to she has to to be like depowered somewhat or yeah. else the stakes aren't there. Yeah. Um, ooh, Cree science takes away her power completely because they already had the inhibitor on her. Mm-hmm. So if they just figure out a way to make that like a laser and it's just like, beep, 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 you don't have power anymore. <laughs> and then she has to figure out how to get that back or like how to, it's the, it's the superhero movie trope of like having to figure out how to be a hero without your power. Right. Exactly. How to how to do what you do without your power because you, your power doesn't make you you do, Stanley. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, Iron Man does that in Iron Man three. Uh-huh. Spider Man kind of does it in in. Uh, well, no, he doesn't get to do it in in Far From Home. No, but we saw that in Spider Man two two in the Raimi trilogy. Right. Yeah. So I mean. Comic book superheroes always end up having to go through that at some point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the next step with her character, which I get to say that I love the twist with the, the inhibitor chip. Like the, it's not really a twist, but the idea that your enemy is sitting there saying, we've given you power by giving you that chip. And now we can take it away whenever we want. Like they literally are putting something on there. That's dampening her power, like, like making it weaker, but saying that it's what's giving her power. It's almost the like the reverse of uh, Professor X with Jean Grey, right? Exactly. Like, no, I'm saving your life by blocking this part of your brain. I <laughs> hope you know that. 
it's it's it completely it it works it works that way so uh yonrog comes back in the next now but maybe not the next captain marvel but the third captain marvel supreme intelligence do you think also comes back in the third captain marvel yeah Uh, if if we get yonrog we get the supreme intelligence who else in this movie do we see that could come back? Because we know that Gemma Chan, who plays Minerva, kind of Yang Rog's second hand, uh, she is going to be playing one of the immortals or internal Eternals in the Eternal movies. Okay, then not her, not her, because I, I don't remember <laughs> if she dies or not. I know that I she, she does. She has, she has that line where she's like. And she shoots her with the the Nerf gun, and then she's like, "I just never liked you." And then she shoots her with the Nerf gun, and she just blasts her back. But you don't—I don't think she actually dies. Um, from this movie, I would say Science Scroll, but he died. True, he did because he was impersonating Carol. Yeah, but that would have been like the callback of callbacks if it was just like, "Hey, what's up? I'm here to do science." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we got uh I think yeah. the the best friend and her daughter. Okay, so we know that the daughter's coming back. Monica Rambo comes back in um WandaVision as the adult Monica Rambo. And in the comic book, she is at one time also known as Captain Marvel. She's also known as Photon. Uh so she is a superhero in her own right and I'm guessing that in the Mon- the WandaVision show, she doesn't have any powers, but she is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's why she shows up. And you see her in the trailer for WandaVision. Okay. Um, then I'd like to see... I'd like to see her mom show back up, because that's just a fun friendship. Like, I, that whole... Like, we're in hiding, we're trying to figure out the next move. That That part of the movie is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like where Carol becomes Carol again, and she starts to like piece her life back together, all that. I liked that because I liked the I liked the way they built that friendship and the relationship there. So unless they go back in time, uh, she would be an extra thirty years older in the next Captain Marvel movie. So you can, I mean, which is fine. I can, I can still that. see the, yeah, I can still see a fifty-five-year-old. Maria or Mariah, Maria, I think Rambo going and helping uh, Carol Danvers, who has not aged, uh, hide out or do whatever. Um, Which that character is played by Lashana Lynch, who is going to be in the next Bond movie whenever that comes out. Okay, but yeah, I I think those are really the characters that I'd like to see because we're not going to get Coulson back, right? Because he's off doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is over. Okay. I thought I wasn't sure if it was still going or not, but we're not going to get Coulson back. Right. Um. I mean, Nick Fury's probably going to show up somehow because he kind of shoehorns himself in everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really the only characters I can think coming back from this one. Yeah, because Korath, which is played by Jaimon Hansu, uh, we saw him die in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, the other Star Force characters, I they're all kind of just, I mean, they all have names and they all have 
character kind of, but they all are pretty much characterless. Yeah. Uh, Might as well be like henchmen too. Right. <laughs> we do have a uh, McKenna Grace that plays the 13 year old Carol, the young Carol, one of the young Carol. And she's a uh, quite the upcoming star. She's been in a lot of things lately. Um, I doubt that they'll bring her back to play another young version. I mean, that's not true. They could, they could bring her back to uh, play a young version of Carol again. Which I have to say is that's another part of the movie that I love the the flashback part when you see the the different versions of Carol that gets back up after being knocked down or whatever. You know, someone telling her that she can't do it because she's a woman or whatever for whatever reason, and she gets up and just looks him in the face and says fuck you i can do it like <laughs> doesn't say that because it's a disney movie but essentially says that because carol <laughs> yeah like i i feel like i'm constantly going back and forth on how i present myself for this movie i enjoyed it but it's the middle of the pack for me i i i'm right with you i'm, I'm just, saying the exact same thing <laughs> i just i want to make sure that i'm not coming across like no nah, this movie sucked like it didn't like I don't know. I just don't have strong opinions on this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying my hardest over here, Mitch. I feel like I'm giving you nothing. I think that is fine. You you don't have to have uh, strong opinions at all. Um, I I don't know. Is 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 there anybody in the chat? No. No. It's just, just us today. Just us today. That's fine. So, if you're listening, and you want to be a part of the next one. Come on by on Wednesdays at about six o'clock Arizona time. And you can be a part of this over at twitch.tv slash EMflux. Well, make sure you come and watch Endgame with us first this Saturday yes. at 3 p.m. This Saturday at um, 3 p.m. I'll be little tiny in the corner. That's right. And he'll be reading off all the stuff that we say, just like last time, and reacting to it, and then doing his big face right in the middle of the, of the movie, just like he did last time. On accident. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said, Mitch, and then you looked at me. and then Oh, you, yeah, that one. Transition. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I try to find a good line between like Mystery Science three thousand, <laughs> like Mystery Science Theater three K, and like actually watching the movie when we do these watch alongs. I mean, that's the perfect thing because we all this is it's all the we've all watched the movie already, right? It's all mm-hmm. you know there for us to to sit there and have comments and and talk about the movie while it's happening. So mm-hmm. I think that's okay. I'm yeah. That's that's the whole point. We're gonna watch the movie as a family, so we can sit down next Wednesday and talk about it as a family. As a family, that's right. We have a guest next week. I don't think we do for Endgame. Oh, no. Is Case coming back for Endgame? I thought he was. Maybe he is. Case will. I don't know. He'll Probably answer a question I shouldn't have asked while we were recording, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to the podcast. He'll 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 text us or something. I can't remember if he, if he would tweet at me if we had talked about because i remember something about that so tweet at me if that's a thing but if not i'm sorry yeah. and okay. i have it, i have it in my calendar it says record e with ian and case for in game okay then case i'll see you next week bb uh, <laughs> <laughs> i hope he remembers he will now <laughs> um but what are the other ramifications we have from this movie? I mean, obviously scrolls being introduced is a huge part of the Marvel universe. I feel like this is what gets us our first real look into like the cosmic threat. And we saw that this is when fury starts writing the Avengers initiative. 
That's true. The that that whole part. We're going to get to fear here in a second. But yes, that, <laughs> the whole, the whole uh, protector initiative into Avengers initiative because it's named after Carol. Like, I love that Captain America is the first Avenger, but Carol is the Avenger that the Avengers are named after because he saw it on her. It's her call sign. Like, mm-hmm. it almost feels like they should have had that line in in-game or something. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't, but like you said, she doesn't have the time. She only shows up. She shows up at the very beginning to say, "Hey, I took care of this, this, and this," and then I gotta go take care of another thing. And then shows up at the end to be like, "I fucked up all this shit. You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> it's like she shows up in Endgame to be like, "I found this Tony in space. Would you like him back?" <laughs> like she, like her attitude. Okay, her attitude all the time in Endgame is like the annoyance of like an older neighbor when a kid keeps kicking their ball over the fence. (laughs) I mean, she literally tells war machine like, Hey, there are other planets out there that don't have an Avengers. Like I have to help them out. And that's what she's doing. She's what she's doing. But yet every time she comes back, she's like, what, (laughs) what do you need? I just cleaned up over there. Why are you guys making a mess? Hmm. I brought you your smart snarky guy back. You're welcome. <laughs> Please don't call me for another twenty years. It takes a long time to get back here. <laughs> um. But I think that showing Carol gets get, the way that she gets her powers is a big part in showing how we're going to get the X Men or mutants, so to speak. Yeah, because. It- <laughs> Something has to happen with the Infinity Stones for mutants. Right. I think think what we saw happen in Ant-Man and the Wasp is how we're going to get Fantastic Four. And I honestly, I don't have any proof other than the fact that I just feel that. And from the dialogue in Ant-Man and the Wasp, to me, it sounds a lot like that. But I think that's how we get the Fantastic Four and their powers. Like with the pin particles? Not not so much the pin part, no, but the quantum realm juice. Yes, yes, the quantum realm. Uh, they, I think they go there instead of into outer space, and cos- instead of cosmic rays, it's the quantum realm and being exposed to the the radiation that's down there. Okay, um, I'd be on board for that. And then I think with whatever snap that to- the, when Tony does the snap. For whatever reason, that's going to activate everybody's X gene, uh, so to speak, in some way. It's going to be really interesting because then we're going to have an MCU where all of our old mutants are young mutants. True. So the other thing could be is that when Thanos snaps at the beginning of Endgame, or at least at the end of Infinity War before the beginning of Endgame, when he says, I snapped or, or I use the, the, the stones to destroy the stones. Like the amount of energy that goes out when the stones are destroyed is what's going to cause X genes to activate, which then gives you five years, five years from that point to the point where end game ends that there, you could have older X-Men. True. I was thinking more in the long, like more on the line, ah, more along the lines of like Xavier is going to be a new mutant but still like older. You're right. That's true. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 
like are canonically like old guy mutants the ones that have been using their powers for a very long time yeah so i like the big two of xavier and magneto they've been doing it since world war ii uh they're not gonna have that kind of i think xavier is is vietnam well at least canonically it was vietnam yeah um so magneto since world war ii and xavier since vietnam like that's a lot of experience that the mentor mutants aren't gonna have i think that's the better term than the old mutants Um, (laughs) you're right so like the mentor mutants aren't gonna have that kind of experience so it's gonna be an interesting world if that's the way they decide to go with it Mm -hmm. because you're gonna have like you're gonna have like scott bummers who's just like i don't know my eyes hurt and xavier's gonna be like i know it's weird right (laughs) (laughs) he's like stop stop thinking so loud (laughs) yeah he's like can you can you shh i get you're in pain but stop (laughs) then you know maybe i'm wrong then like unless you combine the fact that the power stone and the mind stone and the time stone and all that stuff and it just it it gives it activates people's x genes throughout time Mm -hmm. so that's the thing like the the ripple like the shock wave is felt everywhere ever which could then bring us king the conqueror you know time travel could also bring us bishop but you know it could also bring us bishop (laughs) gonna (laughs) because <laughs> they already used idris elba and if bishop is not idris elba i will be sad Ooh, it still could be i mean i mean, sure they you have you have Gemma chan playing two two different people you have uh uh and i can't think for character but she played uh mariah in luke cage and she also played the lady that set stark off in civil war Hmm. so there are definitely actors that are playing dual roles in the MCU. So I mean, even if you wanted to explain Bishop's whole thing, it's like, wait, I thought you were Heimdall. Well, I mean, in this timeline, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> I mean, like, I end up weird places from timeline to timeline. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me that I died here and that I was an ancient Norse god. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. That that's me talking out my ass there. It, it's okay. I, I'm I'm here for it. So, uh, how would you like to see characters introduced? Would you like to see any X Men or Fantastic Four or Daredevil or you know who would you like to be seen introduced in the next Captain Marvel movie? Um. Well, I mean, I'm always down for a Daredevil introduction, especially if it's uh, the same actor that we had in the Netflix Daredevil. Charlie Cox. Because that was fantastic. Right. Even even during the season where it was just whining in a basement, uh, it was still great. <laughs> I just don't see there being a lot of crossover between uh, Captain Marvel and Daredevil. So No, I don't think that would be a thing. Um, I mean, Cosmic Ghost Rider. We talk about him a lot. Yes, that's right. Cosmic <laughs> Ghost Rider. You could bring, bring in Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's it's right there in the no, name. But Galactus is there too. Like Galactus is there. Let's do let's do Nova. Nova Nova would be cool. Like I could Nova, see her running into her. 
Yeah, Nova would be rad because then they're like, oh, hey, what up? Let's high five in space. And then Nova ends up on Earth and best friends with our current Peter Parker. Okay. You have it down. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, uh, Other fun ones. I think that's pretty much like yeah. I don't I don't know who else would really fit in here because like I said, I don't have like a like a relationship to this character, so I don't know too much about their like normal stomping grounds. You know what I mean? Right. I'm trying to think who would be good space characters uh for her to run into. We got I mean we already had Thanos. Onslaught could be a thing. I'm looking up a list, so mm-hmm. don't and uh, Annihilus. I mean, ooh, we could get we can get like Nova. Uh since we already had the Nova Core and we know the Nova Core was destroyed, like Nova mm-hmm. could be a thing. Nova's the last of the Nova Core. And please yeah. let it be John C. Riley. <laughs> it's not gonna be John C. Riley. Just make it John C. Riley. Come on. <laughs> Have him be the only survivor of the Nova Core. He's just like, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. And get everybody who was involved with Thor Ragnarok to be in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see Terax, which was another, if I remember correctly, another Herald of Galactus. Beyonder. There you go. You can get the Beyonder to show up and then really start off the Secret Wars. Okay. I'm here for that. You're all here for that. Uh huh. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who. I, who I would want to see in the next Captain Marvel movie. Silver Surfer. That's a really good choice. Really good. Mike, I hate bringing up Silver Surfer because it always just gives me Fantastic Four the Silver Surfer feels. <laughs> um, but no, that could be a lot of fun. Like a good Silver Surfer movie. Who would you love to see play the Silver Surfer? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Hey, that's we're not to that part yet. <laughs> no, um as odd as it seems, let me let me make sure I have names right. If you have somebody that you'd like to see, go ahead and do that because I have to I have to Google for a second. I mean, I'm trying to think who would make a good like stoic character. I, I think I mean, if some of the rumors are being true that they're been, they've been talking to Keanu Reeves, he could make for a good Silver Surfer. But maybe that's just my point break like brain thinking about it. No, I'd be down for Keanu Reeves to be Silver Surfer. Um, I don't think it would ever happen because you could never get him to shave his mustache. But Sam Elliott. Oh wow! I, I like that. I like that a lot. He's just he's just been doing it forever. And he's just like, look, I don't want to be here either. (laughs) (laughs) How about, how about, how about Ron Perlman? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's just got that good voice. Or along that Ron Perlman route, just folk commit and do Danny Trejo. (laughs) I mean,. That's a thing that could happen, but I want to hold out for Danny Trejo being Lobo, like uh-huh. in the DC. But yep. who knows if that's ever going to happen? It needs to. It does. It really does. This is a, 
this is the wrong podcast for y'all to be listening to, but hey, DC, if y'all are out there, because I know that you're jealous about the MCU, you gotta be. Look at your numbers. They're not good. Uh, fix it with a Machete-style movie about Lobo. Yes. that's I'm, I'm there for it. Get Robert Rodriguez to make a Lobo movie with, with Danny Trejo's Lobo, the main man, and it's it's done. You're sold just a billion dollars. There you go. Um because it's pretty much just Machete in space. <laughs> Which he already made. <laughs> did he? I think did, did Machete go to space? Machete, well, that was the, the joke in Machete Kills. Okay. Like, the second Machete movie was mm-hmm. Machete in space. I, I didn't see Machete Kills, but I want to. <laughs> because the first one was great. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. Alright, um, I think you have a question to ask me. Yeah, who would Tom Cruise be in this movie? I mean, Jude Law is giving off real Tom Cruise energy in this movie. Right. <laughs> right. I, he has to be, right? Like, that's that's who Tom Cruise plays. He plays Young Rog. Like, overzealous, talks down to everybody, totally pompous. Like, the part where he's like, all right, I'll put away my weapons and we're going to fight hand to hand. Me without my weapons, you without your powers, and we're going to settle this right now. You're going to show to me, you're going to prove to me that you're worthy of your power by not using your powers. And then she just fucking blasts him and says, I don't have to prove shit to you. Like, it's yeah. perfect. It, that's exactly what you have to do to Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> I go watch all Tom Cruise movies. There's no reason for me to badmouth him. But he has real, real uh, Tom Cruise energy in this movie. I think the only other place that he could fit in this movie would be um, if you replaced Coulson with like unnamed Shield agent rookie. Well, I mean, even if you didn't, if you just if you if you had him play the Ben Mendelsohn part, like mm-hmm. as the the director of shield at that moment, like he doesn't have to play Talos, but if he could play the version that Talos morphs into, I could see him as being the director of shield. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh man. One of these days we're just going to have, I wonder if Andy, if you're listening, can you just go back and re listen to all of these and write down all the places that we have placed Tom Cruise since we started doing this? I mean, we really should just have him on just to talk about Tom Cruise and the MCU. That could be a fun episode. That could be the the episode after we put everything into it, its ultimate order. The the two episode have have him come on and rank where we put Tom Cruise in the <laughs> movies. <laughs> that would be pretty good because I think we didn't do like the first three because I know that it became a bit That's like. True later into when we were actually doing this show so i think that means we need to go back and we need andy to tell us where we started doing this <laughs> so we can go back and make assessments for where he should be in the ones that we missed so that way he can come on the show and rank our placings of tom cruise accordingly <laughs> i mean i also feel like if he comes on he'll be like you guys were wrong because he should have been the main character and everything like he should have been uh <laughs> uh chris pratt's character he should have been iron man he should have been bruce banner he's always gonna be like he's the main guy he should have been Marvel. he should have been like carol danvers tom cruise is carol danvers yep i mean he's already a pilot 
So it's there. I mean, the other spot that we could have placed them, that we could have placed Tom Cruise, would have been in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to go with the more traditional, you know. Yeah, but I like the I like the casting. I like what they did with it in this one. Yeah. So, Tom Cruise, uh, if you're listening, hey, hi, tell my boy Andy happy birthday. He's been trying real hard, real hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, get into a Marvel movie already, man. What are you holding out for? I mean, the the rumor is that he's going to show up in the next Doctor Strange movie because they're going to have him playing Tony Stark. Like, that's the rumor. I don't believe in it. I don't believe any of it, but that's what... getting, like, a different timeline Tony? Like, a different dimension Tony? Yeah, because originally, that's the whole thing, was that uh, Tom Cruise was attached to play Tony Stark, like, years ago, years before Robert Downey Jr. Jr.'s Iron Man, so the idea is going to be like the people that were, were rumored to play certain roles in the MCU or or is what we're going to see in the multiverse with Dr. Strange. And I don't think so. I mean, I'm kind of here for that though. That's, that's a really fun nod to where we were and where we came, like where we are now. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. And if they suck at it, Marvel gets to go. That's why we didn't cast them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's why they'll they'll have them be good or bad, like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, and I know it's not our official one yet, but my initial ranking is that this is number 17 out of 23 of the Marvel movies. Okay. Uh, when we had done this, well, like when we had shared our lists about halfway through all this. I had put Captain Marvel at the very bottom of my list because you hadn't seen I, it. Because I hadn't seen it, I didn't have an opinion, so I felt like I couldn't actively rank it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no longer at the bottom of my list. It definitely beats out Thor: The Dark World, and it definitely <laughs> beats out Iron Man Two. Yeah. Um, so maybe this conversation's not going to be as hard as we thought, Mitch. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. We, we might have some like middle ground stuff that we need to really hash out, or maybe even the top of the list is going to be like definitely the bottom of us is is there. We have oh, that. The bottom of the list is easy. We're we're almost the same on the bottom of the list. We're going to need to get together off like po- like in between recordings, and we're going to need to actually write rules for True. our for our ranking about like do we get a veto or not? Can I just say no? You're wrong. We're moving on, or. <laughs> How many of those do I get? I definitely think we're going to have to like be like, oh, we each get two vetoes or something like that. Right. But I would put this... I'd put this like 15 to 20. Okay. Like in, in that range. Somewhere so, in there. So similar to your 17. I, I, I feel that. I, I, I think that's fair. Uh, if you have an opinion on Captain Marvel that differs from ours or is the same, we'd love to hear it. Please find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchapedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Where can people find you online, Ian? Hi, my name's Ian. If you're interested in being a part of these conversations, please come by twitch.tv slash Ianflux. And if you would like to interact with me on Twitter, you can find me at... Flux 12 that's i-a-n-f-l-u-x the numbers one two hey miss did you know we have a patreon i i did go and check out our patreon you have all kinds of extra bonus material there that you can enjoy if you're one of our patrons bonus uh, material. 
bonus material it's it's great stuff please we, we're we're putting a lot of work into it and it's it's uh just more stuff to enjoy uh also if you want to just tweet at us find us on twitter we're at mitch or no we're at geekly media i already gave away mine also at geekly media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geekly media is our facebook page check out our website geeklymedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network i think that's everything there's one more Oh, yeah. Whatever podcatcher you use, if you're listening to this as a podcast, please rate and review us so that we can help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.